Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Uniprep, the only blog that helps you answer all of your college questions and concerns. Today, we'll be discussing SUNY schools, the cost of college, and letters of recommendation. Let's get right into this. So, you might have heard um, about SUNY schools before, maybe if you live in a particular area of America, but now we'll be asking the question, what are SUNY schools? Well, SUNY schools are simply colleges in New York State that are part of the State University of New York, SUNY, which is a large collection of 64 different institutions that all fall under this sort of a network of colleges. They're all different kinds of schools, from liberal arts to medical schools. And finally, around 1.3 million students uh, are part of this system each year. So, that really begs the question. How are they different? <clears throat> well, the colleges are state-sponsored and receive most, if not all, funding from New York State. I think only a few of them receive all of their funding. Most of them just receive uh, some of it. Uh, their tuitions are state-subsidized, meaning that the state pays for it. And SUNY is only in the state of New York as of now. Um, so what I know. It is, a, it is public education, which is how it is subsidized. But the schools that are part of it are better than the run-of-the-mill community college. Now, I say public education, but that's only because it's sponsored by the state, because they're more like private colleges, really. And moving on to the next question, what are CUNY schools? Now, CUNY schools, or C-U-N-Y schools, are almost the exact same as SUNY schools, but they aren't in another state, as you might think. Um, it's still a collection of universities that receive funding from the state, However, these schools also receive funding from New York City. That's where it comes from. Um, New York City, I mean, it's not the state of New York, it's the city of New York. Besides that, besides that, they are the same, with the same range and difficulty of colleges, and how hard it is to get into each school individually stays the same. So that poses the question. Are they harder to get into, my friend? Well, they are some of the best schools in New York, um, except for Columbia and Cornell. I believe they are not in it because they are Ivy League, um, but every other school I'm pretty sure is in it. So they'll be harder to get into, but this challenge of getting in doesn't have anything to do with them being SUNY schools. They're just harder schools to get into in general. Their acceptance rate can be anywhere from 7% to around 30% or even higher maybe. However, you must take into consideration that they will be cheaper, if not free, because again, the state pays for it. So, very nice. And finishing off these questions, will they help me later in life? The answer is not, not really. There's nothing really special about these schools to be SUNY or CUNY, they're just two collections of colleges that receive funding from New York State, um, and they cooperate with each other, 
but they aren't really anything special. More special than they already are. What I'm trying to say is, if you graduate from a good school and that's part of SUNY, it won't make it more good than some other school of the same caliber that's not in it. Or if you graduate from a medium school in uh, SUNY, you aren't better than someone graduating from the same school in, say, Georgia. Okay, moving on to the next section. So, we talked about the prices for uh, a bunch of things, but we never really talked about the cost of college altogether. So, that's what we're going to be doing. And our first question is the big one. What is the average cost of college? The average cost of college is around 25000 for state colleges and around 50000 for private colleges. Ex- expect these prices to go up just a couple of thousand more if you're coming in from out of state. So if you live in New York and you want to go to a college in Georgia, uh, a few thousand more. Not that much, though. Obviously, community colleges are free. Everyone knows that. The lowest state colleges might be around $15,000, and the highest will be where private colleges pick up, and they can be very expensive, up to $75,000, or even maybe higher, to $80,000. Rarely it's going to go past $80,000, but $80,000 is expensive enough as is. And moving on, what is the cost of other things in college? Well, the cost for Roman boarding is sometimes in the price, but often is paid separately. They're pretty close this time, with costing uh, 11000 at public colleges and 12000 at private colleges. There's also supplies, which might cost around $1,000 at most each year, probably not even that much. Finally, there's rent after you move out of uh, the college campus after... Uh, first or second year, which costs around 500 a month, give or take, but you could probably find an apartment that's cheaper, or if you want an apartment that's more expensive. And the next question, how do I pay these prices? Uh, well, there are a few ways of paying the huge cost of college. First off, grants, or free money from the state or college. These are only like a last resort if you cannot pay the cost there are not only jobs that give you money to pay this but part-time jobs on or around campus they can give you a good amount of money you can apply for more scholarships from private sources that's always an option if you didn't get any scholarships uh, before you came into college and lastly you can take loans although like, like grants, you really shouldn't unless you have to. And a side note, for most of these, you have to complete the FAFSA form, which is just a form that you take at the college that gives you monetary information, and they'll see how much money they can give you to help out. So that begs the question. How do loans work? Now... I have covered student loans in a different episode, one of the first in fact, but the rundown is there are loans from the federal government or private companies, not from the college, that give you money to pay off college debts that you 
repay only once you've gotten a job. You're not supposed to repay them in college. The problem is people tend to get too many when they assume that they'll make a lot of money from their job and they end up not making as much as they think and because it's debt there's all interest and the rate gets higher the more you can't pay it off so just an endless cycle and the last question for this topic is it a fair senor now i'm a believer that the current system definitely has flaws for one thing, colleges are currently way too expensive for most that have more than one kid in college. If you have one kid, it's not that bad, but if you have, you're going to have multiple, I just think it's way too expensive. Um, and just in general, it's expensive. $70,000 for a college for basically higher education is ludicrous. Now, it shouldn't be free, but it should definitely be reduced. Um, the board is, the board and, uh, rent is just pretty much fine the way it is, and the cost of living, I mean, can't really change the price for ramen. Um, keep in mind, this is all just my opinion. So, moving on to the last topic for today, letters of recommendation, which, things that you will most likely need. So, what the other day? A letter of recommendation is simply what it sounds like. A letter that is written by someone that tells colleges about your academic achievements, personality, and passions. They're written by teachers usually, they don't have to, so that they have some credit behind them. And they go to colleges as part of your application. It's part of the more personal side. Because it shouldn't just be academics on your college application, and this is what that is. Moving on. How do I get a mate? You just have to ask somebody that you who you know um, and who you trust um, to write good things about you. Now, they'll most likely be a teacher, but it doesn't have to be. You can be employer or even coach sometimes. Uh, make sure that they know you and how you are recently because a teacher from a few years ago isn't really going to help you. Now, it isn't a specific form. It's just a letter that they write out themselves. And you should probably give them a heads up beforehand before you ask them to write you a letter that you want. Well, ask them or tell them that they're the ones who you're thinking we'll write your letter before you just unload it on them. And the next question is... Does it matter who you ask us for it? Well, you should be able to ask anyone, but you would obviously be a fool to do that. Now, you're not going to ask your buddy, you know what I'm saying, because they don't have a lot of credit attached to them. You'll ask someone who knows you, and who has authority, which gives them credit to their name that they're not just spewing nonsense. Uh, most likely a teacher, although possibly someone you work for, as I said, or a coach. The only real thing is that they have to know you well enough to write more about you than just um, the numbers that you get on tests or stuff like that. 
Moving on. What's on it? Now, it's basically just another person telling colleges how unique you are as a person. Uh, by another person, I mean someone not yourself. Although it should be more, a little more than just that. A little more than just a showering praise. Uh, it'll start with how the person knows you. Then it'll be the meat of the letter, to, so to say, which is why you are skilled and unique. With examples, of course. Finally, we'll conclude with why they would recommend you. Now, all of these are going to be part of it. And there are many traits that colleges like that should be included in this letter. Um, so tell them to put that, such as leadership roles or uniqueness on it in the class. And finishing the questions for the day. Will it increases my will it increase my chances to get into college? Well, not not really. It won't increase your chances, but you should still have at least one. And here's why. The reason why no is because most good schools require you to have it anyway. So there's no real question about it, and that's why you should have at least one. That will help you, what will help you get in is the content of it being better than other people's, which is why it's important who writes it. Not really that you have it, but more what's on it. And for schools that aren't as great, it looks even better if you're one of the people who has a very good letter of recommendation. So it's very good to have either way. And now moving on to the last part of the episode, uh, everyone's favorite part. Uh, I get to read funny emails and letters from colleges because I just had to put my information on the PSAT. Uh, the first one is an email from a Otterbein University, in which its selling point is that I can see the whole college in 100 seconds. Uh, if that's the selling point, I think you should fire your marketing team. Um, I can opt out of future emails from this one if I unsubscribe, but why would I ever do that? This shows that they have so much potential. Also, they're in uh, Ohio. I just thought I need to mention that. All right, so the next one is the University of Niagara. Now, this one really uh, stuck out to me, mostly because it looks like a poster for an action movie. The Power of Niagara. Oh, the, the, the waterfall, maybe. Um, personal attention with the blurry text. Like I'm looking, like I'm watching the trailer for Fast and Furious. Uh, they also made a website with my name on it. So it's a bit weird, but I, I dig it. I definitely dig it. And then we go to the uh, University of St. Road. Now... Nothing against this email or this color specifically, but more so the format, where it'll have, like, hi, your name, and then they'll move on to this article about, like, how to improve your life or improve your college experience, I guess, and they're all just, mm, impeccable, like, uh, five ways to make your college experience, mm, so much better, or something like that, like, how to pick the colleges mm, just right for you. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. It says here, this is more than just tips. Like, no, it's not. 
And if you go to the actual website, you have to put in your email and information before I can actually get these tips. I can just look up articles to help me. I don't need your help to do this. And I just noticed, like, when I clicked on it, they sent me a follow-up email. It's uh, the beginning of the end for me. Well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Uniprep, the only blog that helps you answer all of your college questions and concerns. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Goodbye.